Welcome back to another episode of the Cold Comedy Show. It's still crazy as hell out here. Um, I don't know where to start, man. I really don't. You know, we're supposed to be a United States of America, not white supremacy of America. Just as part two was happening in America. Um, you listen to the Cold Comedy Show, and I'm listening to Ari, man, on MSNBC. And I'm thinking you, some of you white people begin, well, you know what the fuck's going on. <clears throat> it's time for you to speak up and speak out and realize, do we want a United States of America or what the fuck happened to America? What we're going to hear tonight probably is nothing about this. We'll hear silence because this current Republican Party is incapable of acknowledging the systemic racism and the structural racism that causes these issues to keep happening. It's like George Floyd is the, is the floor and it's because we have video of eight minutes of watching his life being snuffed in front of us. So even Donald Trump Jr. has to acknowledge that what happened to George Floyd is wrong. But you will not hear come out of his mouth or anybody else the issues the environment, the structures that allow something like this to happen over and over and over yeah. again. And you may hear the emotion in my voice. And it's because I am so sick and tired of having this conversation, of worrying about the country that my young black boy, who's three years old right now, is going to grow up in. And watching these leaders last night at the convention just lie about the current state of this country. It was completely disgusting. It broke all the norms, as John said. And, you know, I, we'll see what happens tonight, but I would not hold my breath that anybody on that stage will really address the problems that are happening. They are just throwing red meat to their base. And with regard to bearing witness to this, as you say, hard to watch, uh, whether you're a citizen or whether you're involved in some way or whether, as we do in the newsroom, we go through and we, we look through all of it and listen to it. Uh, Mr. Blake's father also said in his own language, and I'll play it so people again can hear it in his own words, but he said his version of what the summer protests have been about, uh, what John Lewis's life was about that, uh, that Mr. Meacham has been documenting, that black lives matter. Let's play a little bit more here. Uh, this is from uh, another Blake family member, Mr. Blake's father. He shot my son. Seven times, seven times, like he didn't matter, but my son matters. He's a human being and he matters. Daniela. I mean, what can you say to that? He's right. Black lives matter. It's not just a slogan. It's what people have been marching about and talking about for months, for years. And, you know, I, I thought that there were some really great things that were said in that, in that press conference. But, you know, one thing was uh, somebody mentioned benefit of the doubt, that people often ask us, black people, to give the police officers the benefit of the doubt. You know, I have cops in my family and I know how hard that job is. But that's a two-way street, and what you often see is that law enforcement officers are not giving black people the benefit of the doubt. It is shoot first, ask questions later. 
And when you represent the state, when you have all the power, that's not right. And, you know, this can't keep happening over and over again. And the reaction of his father, the reaction of his mother, of his sisters, you know, it's something that all of us, are, all of us should understand and should be able to empathize with that. No matter whether or not you're black, white, whether you've had any interactions with police officers or not, you should be able to feel that empathy and understand what they're going through. And what I feel is lacking from Donald Trump on down is empathy. I don't remember hearing anything really about the 180,000 people who have lost their lives to the coronavirus yesterday. Mm. Maybe, maybe we'll hear something tomorrow. But what if you didn't know any better and you just turned on the news and watched the convention yesterday, you would have thought that Donald Trump had done a bang up job with the handling the coronavirus, and that's just not true. What is like I said, what is lacking is some empathy from our leaders, from this party, from this president. John. I couldn't agree more. It's empathy and action. Right. I mean, we're we are beyond thoughts and prayers. We are at a point in the country and have been for going on 400 years, 400 years where we've systemically committed violent acts against people because of the color of their skin. That's not a partisan point. That doesn't have anything to do with a convention or even a single election. It's been part of who we are. And when we say that in the Trump era, this isn't who we are, the hell it's not who we are. It's who we've been. It's what happened there is the latest example of a perennial problem, perennial tragedy that we must confront. And if what, you know, I've been spending the last some months thinking about John Lewis and what he meant, John Lewis saw pictures of Emmett Till in the 1950s. He knew about lynchings. He knew what happened to people who crossed the cops. There was a fellow, uh, a young man who was lynched not far from him and his, not far from where John grew up for not calling a white police officer Mr. And he ended up in a swamp, dead. And so what did John Lewis and Diane Nash and James Bevel and Bernard Lafayette and Rosa Parks and what, what did that generation do? They stood up. What are we doing? We can't just talk about it. We've got to, we've got to fulfill a, the, the imperative for a more just nation. And maybe that sounds like a sermon, maybe it sounds like a homily, but so what? It, it has the virtue of being true. Mm. You know, with that, I give it to John Mitchell. You know, when I was a child living in Alabama, my uncles used to get together because they were deacons. And Martin Luther King would come into town and the deacons had to protect them because they couldn't depend on the police. The police was the enemy. White supremacy rule, segregation was in. As a little boy, you don't understand when uncle tells you to go, learn how to shoot this gun at nine. 
because your life might depend on it because you have to hide in a ditch because those white men are gonna come and burn your house down. They come in white sheets and bright lights yelling, boy, come outside. We want to talk. The next thing you know, silence. Or, sir, we didn't do that. Get off my property. Please. No, boy. We the law. We rule this town. We rule this place. Nigger, get your ass down here. Some give in, some fight back. You know, a child can grow up with a slave child and be best friends. When they start getting older, they realize one is servant and one the master. Some masters could be cruel, some masters can be kind, but you still is the master. What are we gonna be? Hmm? We have the Democratic Party back in the days it's be old segregated Southern Party. <sighs> Black folks got some rights and Lyndon Johnson gave us the right to vote like it should have been our rights all the time. Our ancestors ran over to the Democratic side because they was the savior of the black race. Meanwhile, Southerners, who was called so-called conservative Christians and evangelicals, mostly racist, trying to find wedge issues to keep us divided, like abortion and niggas. We are Christians. Abortion is wrong, and niggas, we are Christians. It's calling out to white supremacists like vice president who sits there with a smile knowing darn well he's nothing more than an evil sinful bastard of a racist to sit there and look at women and children and babies in cages and don't give a fuck but he's a Christian evil it's the most quiet thing in America we came a long way with civil rights. But we're still fighting for our fucking rights. And they're determined to take them away from all of us. Fucking with the Postal Service, saying it's gonna be voter fraud, find any means necessary to fucking stop us from fucking voting. It's not just Donald Trump. It's all of them. Segregationists. It's for white supremacy and systemic racism look like. A party that mostly old white men ask the children why you vote Republican and they tell you, well, my grandparents did. Did you ask your grandparents were they racist? Did they switch over from old racist Democrat over to racist Republican? They you know the name changed, but the racism still the same. I'm just saying. <clears throat> and we still got to keep fighting for our rights, and we're all American. Every one, every one, every one of our ancestors' blood is in this soil, but we act like nope, because we let a few rich billionaires 
tell us what to think, how to believe, how to, you know, what to think, how to, you know, what to do. Come on, really? I'm done. This is it. You know, um, just listen to the rest of the shit. Protest is rising up. National catalyst for change. Protesters back out <coughs> marching in Minneapolis, New York, L.A., Washington, D.C., and then LeBron James also speaking out last night. We are scared as black people in America. We are terrified. If you're sitting here telling me that there was no way to subdue that gentleman before the firing of guns, then you you you're sitting here, you lying to not only me, you lying to every African American because we see it over and over and over. I'm joined now by Cheryl Laird, a professor at Bowdoin College, co-author of Steadfast Democrats, The Social Forces Shaping Black Political Action, and Wisconsin State Representative David Bowen, uh, who is on the ground dealing with all of this. Um, thanks to both of you for joining us uh, for what is a sad topic, but an important discussion. And Cheryl, I just want to play a little more, as I mentioned to viewers, there's a lot of different aspects of this. So a little more that we haven't heard yet uh, from civil rights attorney Ben Crump. Take a listen. Can you imagine what his eight-year-old son, who was celebrating his birthday, is going to think about every time he has his birthday? The pain in his father. Can you imagine? This is real. This is real, America. This is real. This is what we have to endure every day. Being profiled by the people who are supposed to protect and serve us. Cheryl, what do we need to know and understand uh, about the history and context of how something like this, as we've been covering, keeps happening? Yeah, I think what we need to think about is the long time that we have seen this type of behavior coming from police. And a lot of that is stemming from the history of where African-Americans have been situated in the United States. It has to do a lot with the criminality that has been associated with black people. It can go all the way back to slavery. We look at slave patrols and fugitive slave laws, um, and even today within the Black Lives Matter movement. So police brutality and these concerns has not been something that is limited to this contemporary time, but is something that really has spanned the course of American history um, and has been something that the black community as well as other communities of color have been dealing with for quite some time. So sadly, um, Jacob Blake is just another story of a broader narrative of, of what has gone on. How many narratives do we got to deal with, huh? You know, you know, we have a virus to deal with. And we have not one virus, but several viruses. Donald Trump is a fucking virus. The Republican Nazi Party is a virus. I mean, systemic racism, don't give me that shit like, oh my God, we're all surprised. It's, we're, we shouldn't be. The Republican Party is nothing more than the old segregationist, segregationist, old Dixocrat party. You know, the ones that was used to be old Democrats, period. They hide behind conservatism and this and that, and they're libertarians and all that bullshit. They're nothing more than segregationists, period. You look at the Republican Party tonight when you see the people's faces and you realize we have a lot of kiss asses like Tim Scott, but the rest of them is all segregationists. And it was an insult to listen to Nikki Haley bark that bullshit come out of her mouth. Bitch, you don't know. So shut the fuck up. And I hate to use that word, bitch. 
but she is a bitch. Smile. Like, I'm not racist, bitch. You are racist. Light a candle. Little, they burning everywhere. Little fires all around. This is what's happening to our country, man. Um, MSNBC is talking about it. But I guarantee you $50 that uh, Fox News don't even want to even think about it. Because this is how the world works, see? We keep you confused and stupid and dumb as fuck. We always win. Now, the whole narrative on Fox News is praising Donald Trump. Like, this motherfucker actually is a god. Just listen to the lies and the bullshit that Fox... And this is what white supremacy and systemic racism sounds like. Black voters behind them. Donald Trump's base is fired up. He doesn't need to fire up his base. So that gives him the luxury of using his convention to expand his base and to reach into the Democrats' base and try to steal some voters. And that's what he was doing with African Americans the other day. Uh, he's, he's taking advantage of the fact that Donald Trump, that the Biden support is very low. And on top of that, he's got a really good record. Uh, to, to, to point to. He said in the 2016 campaign, a speech in Charlotte, I'm going to fight for you whether you vote for me or not to black Americans. He's done that. They didn't vote for him for the most part. He has unprecedented uh, funding for historically black colleges, right. permanent funding for the first time, uh, criminal justice reform, uh, the, uh, the uh, opportunity zones that Tim Scott passed. Okay. Lowest on before the pandemic, lowest black unemployment in history. So let's he's got a great a little record. bit of, of what uh, we heard last night. This is, a, this is from Tim Scott. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. That was a very memorable moment from Tim Scott. And this is Nikki Haley last night. Let's listen to her. In much of the Democratic Party, it's now fashionable to say that America is racist. That is a lie. America is not a racist country. So there were some uh, who analyzed last night and thought that that was um, a very offensive combo, uh, the two of them. And here's Malika, me and Malika Henderson talking about it. Watch this. Tim Scott and Nikki Haley are there to say, listen, uh, maybe Donald Trump isn't as, you know, as racist as you think he is, or as racist as he often sounds, because here is Tim Scott praising him, here is Nikki Haley uh, praising him, and there are a number of other African Americans uh, woven throughout tonight. Yeah, Jennifer Rubin also scolded uh, the two of them and said that they deserve no praise from the media. She wanted to make sure that nobody praised them. Juan, what, what's going on here? <laughs> Well, I like Tim Scott's speech a lot. I think that it was really representative of black aspiration and achievement. I, I, I thought the world of it. I mean, at the same time, it's clearly political. I mean, he's a future presidential candidate, I think. You know, now that's Fox. See how the bullshit flows? Systemic racism. Let me go get my token niggas. Put them on TV. Tim Scott would never have a chance in hell to be president of the United States. He's a fucking sellout. He's a black boo-boo. This motherfucker was fucking, as long as he lived good, he don't give a fuck about his people. It's in his face, the way he holds his neck up back because he knows he's full of shit. 
Fox News. Them little white ring propaganda. Pay them niggas good to be on TV. Yes, I use the N-word because these are what niggas is. Okay? You sit there knowing that these white motherfuckers playing you and you go along with it. Like Donald Trump is not a racist. This motherfucker just got through preaching all that bullshit. To who? Not black people. Suburban, ignorant white people. They like trying to reach out to you. Hey, see, guess what? We're not racist. Come on, you niggas are just in their places. <laughs> That's how white supremacy is. Some of you people might not like that shit. But this shit is global. This shit is poison, man. This is hateful. And they use, what gets me, they know how to pick their brothers and sisters. Oh, them token niggas throwing them a few million dollars like they gave Kanye West. Next thing you know, nigga want to run for president. Yes, I did say the N-word again. Nigga ran for, want to run for president because those who niggers look like. The rest of us is brothers and sisters. You got to understand, you target those words. Put them on the people who are those words. Maybe I'm being too hard on this whole game, but I'm just calling it out for what it is. You want the gloves off, motherfuckers? The gloves are off. Let's talk. Look, let's stop putting this bunking booyah and all this bullshit out here and realizing what white supremacy is. If you live in the suburbs and your parents hardly have one black friend friend and they whiter than you, you're a racist. Let me see. If you live down south and you like barbecue but you don't like the boy dating your daughter who baked the barbecue, guess what? You a fucking racist. Okay? And guess what another racist is? You love your fucking guns and you write all these right to carry guns laws and you want to carry your gun but a brother cannot have a gun? Guess what? You a fucking racist. And if you listen to Fox News and you believe the bullshit that come out of Fox News propaganda machine and Sinclair Broadcast News 1 and you believe in that QAnon shit, you're a racist. And if you believe in abortion but you don't give a fuck about kids being locked in cages, you a fucking racist. So do I make myself clear? And if you're not a racist, think about this. If your daughter bring home a black guy and know he living in your house and you like him sitting at your dinner table and you don't get pissed off, you might not be a racist. But if your daughter bring home a fucking black guy and he's sucking living in your house and don't give a fuck about your daughter and you like her, or her, or her, whatever, and you put up with that shit, you okay. <laughs> because it ain't gonna happen. Let's keep it real. I'm just joking around. If you believe in the Republican Party and you think all of them fucking tax cuts are billionaires and fuck the poor because the poor can get thrown out on their asses because if the motherfucker get thrown out well as they die from the coronavirus, I'm going to keep it between me and you. Um, think about it. We can win. We can cheat. I mean, we can win because think about it. We got 175,000 that we're telling you is dead, but they're about 250,000. Plus, two, the ones who are getting kicked out of their homes they ain't going to have to be homeless. They can't vote because they don't live at that address anymore. Then we're rigging up the Postal Service so we can fucking cheat there. And then we're telling you that voting by mail is voter fraud because the mail ain't going to be there on time. 
But absentee ballots are great. What the fuck is he talking about? The same thing. Absentee, mail by... What the fuck? You're playing us, man. This is white supremacy one-on-one. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I want to listen to the rest of this bullshit before I close this part of the segment of the cold part two. Oh, what the fuck about America? But he says it's no big deal because he's just Mike Pompeo, regular American dude. Does that logic fly at all? No, it's inextricably linked. I mean, listen, this is uh, a norm-busting president, and uh, his secretary of state is following suit. His secretary of state, who, by the way, not that long ago, was talking to a very politically influential conservative group in Iowa. Uh, Mike Pompeo, no doubt, has uh, his eye set on a potential uh, future presidential run. Speaking at the Republican convention uh, is a good place to start with that, except that He's on a taxpayer-funded diplomatic mission to one of our country's uh, strongest supporters and allies, and uh, he's going to use that perch to advance uh, Donald Trump's re-election campaign, not advance uh, America's interests in the world. Uh, He's standing there and taping a speech for the convention, uh, purely a political thing. I know he says he's doing his personal capacity. He's going to be introduced as Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Right. I mean, that's his title. And, and Congresswoman, this is the hypocrisy here. Secretary of State sends a, a Pompeo sends a cable to diplomats uh, just uh, last month. And it says, quote, presidential and political appointees, uh, of which he is one, and career um, secret executive service, senior executive service, are subject to significant restrictions on their political activity. They may not engage in any partisan political activity in concert with a partisan campaign, political party, or partisan political group, even on personal time and outside of the federal workplace. Um, okay, so... Well, they sh- act like they're shocked. The fuck you expect a Nazi to do but break their own rules? See... That's where the media should have been honest with American citizens. That's why we have the Lincoln Republicans and we have Republicans against the Republican Party, against Trump, whatever the fuck you want to call it. This is a fascist grab. Everybody should know little racist Roger Stone. He ha he ha little Roger Stone. Cool dressing, racist motherfucking Nazi. Con- convinced, dumbass, no brain, no gold can't read Donald Trump to be president. Steve Bannon and the rest of them motherfucking puppet masters along with the Mercers and the rest of them. It's a rich man's game. We just the pawns. They don't give a fuck about us. They never have. They never will. They don't give a fuck about us. Understand? They never have. They never will. We're just pawns in the game. When the fuck are we gonna wake up? They want us divided. Because we can't stand when we're divided. Because united, we all stand. Divided, we fall. That's why they fight to keep us divided. You're Indian on a reservation. You're Puerto Rican. You're Caribbean. You're Central American. They never mention, say, we all Americans. United. We stand. So you listen to these news things and you listen to little bits and pieces of the news and watching our democracy slowly disappear. And you gotta understand one thing. If you're really a patriot, fuck what corporate media does and do. 
But when you hear someone say fake news, they're telling you all of this shit is fake. Because the real war is between the rich and the powerful. And they want to twist our democracy into a knot. Sit us back 20 and 40 and 50 years so they can feel on top. The blacks is moving up because we gave them a black president. Nah, it's deep, deeper than that. It's about power. This whole economy is fake. Some who knows who and our currency is fucking like a rubber stamp because the basis of our United States of America is the number one triple A creditor in the world. Our currency runs the world. But we ain't shit. And our currency is worthless. It's all bullshit. But yet we're on top. Manipulation, man. <clears throat> so we can rob and steal and, and take your resources. That's the game, the power, the energy behind all of this sin that's going on in this world. You think black lives matter to these mo No lives matter. They don't give a fuck about greenhouse gases. They don't give a fuck about polluting our oceans. They don't give a fuck about the animals that they shoot for tusks. It's all about power. Art of war. I get my toy soldiers. Instead of toy soldiers, you have real soldiers, real armies, real navies, real air force, real rockets, real bombs, real nukes. <laughs> Power. It's heavy, isn't it? You know, when you're writing comedy and you try to figure this shit out and, you kind of, and you're looking at the audience and you're wondering, do you realize what's going on? I'm trying to tell you something, a joke. Some goes over their heads, others gets it. Do you have people to my, oh, I don't want to hear political shit because they don't want to hear the truth because they don't, they can't accept reality. We all get caught up in that shit, man. We do caught up in this world that we want to have fantasy because we don't have time to worry about the shit outside our doors it's about us gotta pay my bills I want to go out tomorrow night I want to have a good time I don't have time for this shit I have time for no bad news meanwhile we have people trying to destroy our democracy right in front of our faces but we don't take the time out to really take a good look what the fuck's going on for the last 40 years, 50 years? This is, this is what has been going on all that time. Others don't like the way it turned. They was down with it as long as they didn't have power. They tell you how jobs went to China because, you know, it's cheap, cheaper goods. Chinese make cheaper goods. Nah. Can't tell you that the motherfuckers took your jobs to China because the labor is cheaper. <laughs> but the jobs coming back. It's all about economics. It's all about power.
Hey, 50 Cent, shout out to you, brother. You was on point with the moves, um, with that uh, show, Power. It's all about power. And that's it. Simple. <laughs> hey, it's cool as fuck. <clears throat> you listen to the Cold Comedy Show. I got some other things coming up, but um, I'll be right back, man. <laughs> it's all about power, baby. I got to finish up with this. Um, last night, it was really violent. I'm talking about in D.C. with all those lies that they was um, putting out there. I kind of got pissed off on the last podcast because I'm getting tired of it, you know, of the, of the, of the lies. Nikki Haley got out there and said racism doesn't exist. America is not racist. Nikki Haley need a fucking history lesson, period. You know, this shows you how low the Republican Party has sunk. You know, they didn't pick up the mantle of their great ancestors and their grandparents of bigotry and stupidity and greed. You know, we fought Bull Connors. My ancestors fought Bull Connors, not me. My ancestors did. My uncles and aunts. And, and, and marched in the streets, and we still got to deal with this bullshit. Because we forgot... The racist motherfucker wrote the laws to this country. For this country, put it like that. So we got to navigate their rules. You know? <laughs> Seeing a black kid yesterday, um, Attorney General of Tennessee, I think it is. He spoke last night at Trump's um, rally. <laughs> what a fucking joke. Um, I see the big name staying away. So maybe we have a hope to get this Nazi regime out of power. But we can't let the Republican Party off the hook. We have to open up the Pandora's box and go in there and rip the heart out of that fucking racist ass party. It's a party of wealthy, rich, racist men who will do it. They would go stoops to the depths of hell as long as they can keep the power. Their version of America is... You see, Donald, they paint this fucking picture like their world is a bubble. And it's fucking crazy. Uh, our media is ignoring what's going on in Wisconsin. Um, I had to go all the way over to the BBC to find out uh, what our media is not telling us. Well, we having a news blackout in the United States. I thought it was a freedom of press. MSNBC, mention it and get away from it. CNN, mention it and run the fuck away from it. Fox just thrashed it up there in their version of it. But this is, the, this is how the world sees our United States under the leadership of this maniac. I noticed a lot of damage. It doesn't reflect my son or my family. A White House catwalk entrance for the First Lady as she calls for racial unity at the Republican convention. I urge people come together in a civil manner so we can work and live up to our standard American ideals. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. When she's married to the divider in chief. You know, it's like 
That's what I'm saying. What kind of reality is going on here? Are these people that fucked up in their head that they don't see what they're doing to this country? A Nobel Prize winner is questioned by officials in Belarus about anti-government protests. And the biggest story in football, Messi wants out. Barcelona's all-time great puts in a transfer request. Barca say he can't go that easily. Well, those are the headlines on the BBC. Now check out how they cover the the riots in Portland. Not Portland. So Wisconsin, excuse me. Kind of pissed off right now. Hello and welcome to BBC World News. A third night of protests in the US city of Kenosha in Wisconsin has ended with two people being shot dead and a third person injured. It follows the police shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake, multiple times in the back on Sunday. The latest violence appears to have happened after a confrontation between protesters and an armed group who claimed to be protecting property. Police are investigating. A warning, you may find some of the images in James Robbins' report distressing. The third night of protests in Kenosha sparked by the police shooting on Sunday and the clashes become far more serious. Once again, some protesters attack vehicles and property, but this time other citizens are also out on the streets, apparently to protect property. At least one seems to have been armed. As mobile phone footage, which includes distressing images, appears to show. Before I let that play, that was a white nationalist doing the shooting. Now, I don't know where the fuck the BBC get this fucking news about they was guarding property, but when people walking down the middle of the street and getting shot at by unarmed, I mean, with an AR-15 and two people get killed, and all of a sudden you gotta investigate? We need a black militia. That's what the fuck we need. Because I don't get it. I don't get this country anymore. Like we're sinking in our own hatred and our own ignorance. But yet, the BBC gonna betray it like, wow, they was protecting property. What fucking property? These people are white nationalists. Sequence shows a man carrying a long-barreled gun and other people running. In the aftermath, an injured person can be seen on the ground. People try to help. Police in a nearby vehicle announce they're coming out to take charge and assist. Keep him right there. We're coming out for you. Now, what looks like an armed man with hands up walks towards police lines as the security forces move in to try to take back control. All this follows the shooting by police on Sunday of Jacob Blake, unarmed and now paralyzed and with many injuries. His family are distraught, angry, demanding justice, but also healing. They shot my son seven times, seven times. 
like he didn't matter. But my son matters. He's a human being and he matters. Jill. And whoever did that shooting, they weren't guarding no property. That's an excuse. When a white man have a gun, they always got a fucking excuse why they want to shoot minorities. But our media ignored that part. Oh, it was two people shot. That's all we know. Why, where, how. We got to hear this shit from the BBC. Got to go all the way over fucking to England to find out what the fuck's happening in these United States. Because our media is part of the fucking problem. The owners own this fucking land. Don't want us to know what's really going on because they're afraid that people are going to start arming themselves and rising up. That's what it's all about. You open Pandora's box. Only you, racist people, can close it. Your laws, your history, your, it's just written of bigotry and hatred. It's all for power, greed, and you're very fucking selfish. Jacob, justice on this level and examine your hearts. Black mothers have been going through this ever since they can. The ancestors touched this fucking soil. Ever since they set foot on this fucking soil called America, blacks have been going through hell. And the worstest thing about it is pisses me off when I see a black man who finally get his ass out of the ghetto become the problem. Tim Scott the black attorney general of Kentucky knowing that these people are racist but you will swallow your pride and kiss their asses because you want your pieces of pie. Fuck everyone else. They can't have any. I get, I'm going to eat this all by myself. So you would stand there and preach the bullshit about a man that you know is racist and talk in terms that you know is full of shit, but you try to walk a thin line of not actually kissing his ass, but kissing his ass just for those racist people to like you and to to, to give you some power. They don't respect you. See, that's the point. They don't respect you. Tim Scott, Clarence Thomas, Ben Carson. They don't. Condoleezza Rice. They don't respect you. Oh yeah, you're a good boy. You're a good girl. You know your place in our world. His mother, like a lot of black moms, had to deal with this. It's not black young kids, men killing each other because they don't have a lack of opportunity, lack of the motivation to get the fuck out of the communities. They fall right into the trap. But those who not is in the trap, 
still be treated like they're fucking predators. And that's how you white people see blacks and Hispanics. And we predators to you. But you're the predator. You're greedy, you're selfish, and you're corrupt. And you take and write laws to keep shit you stole. write history books to tell yourself tales and spin off of lies and other lies on top of lies to make yourself feel like, see, we didn't do this. You care more about an animal in a cage than a human in a cage. But you didn't do this. The BBC, the British, this is this is what came right out of the British playbook. This is what colonialism looks like. Colonization. Those colonizers have to get rid of a fucking soul and a conscience to order to be so cold. Listen to this. This mother got to grieve because you colonizers don't have a heart. You lack a soul. We need healing. Kenosha, a small city, population around 100,000, has never seen anything like this before. So much seems to be at risk, and people locally and across the United States are divided over the rights and wrongs of protest, sometimes violent. I mean, I understand protesting, peacefully protesting. That's fine. Go for it. Peacefully protest. But don't burn down buildings. Don't break windows and don't... When that man's sitting there saying what he's saying, he doesn't understand. Rosewood, Black Wall Street. Did they holler, don't burn down Black Wall Street? Your ans- his ancestors did not give a fuck. But now when black folks get pissed off, but see, this is the thing. Black folks aren't doing the burning. Those white nationalists are doing the burning. You know, um... The Boogaloo Boys and all of them other ones who hide behind their little cold language Q and all of them white nationalists. That's who probably who shot them people last night. But they was guarding property. Don't mess up other people's stuff. Looting, uh, burning, unfortunately, is part of it. How do you compare brick and mortar to life? <laughs> Once again, protests are spreading to other cities where feelings were already running very high after previous police shootings. Cities including Portland, Oregon, and Minneapolis in Minnesota, neighboring state of Wisconsin. The entire movement behind Black Lives Matter and the deep divisions over race and discrimination in the United States are now more than ever driving furious political debate as a critically important presidential election gathers pace. Jay. Yeah, it's critical. Who you want running this country? There's a lot of hate, Donald Trump, and those fucking guys who started Cambridge Analytica. Data analysis, whatever the fuck they call it. But basically what they was doing, they was psychological warfare. Divide and conquer. Well, America is so divided right now that it's easy to be conquered. Steve Bannon got his culture war. 
This is what Steve Bannon and the rest of those white nationalists up there having their so-called Republican convention. They should just go ahead and put their Nazi uniforms on and their Southern Klan robes and call it in for what it is. CPAC should be disbanded, NRA should be disbanded, and all of this right-wing bullshit, throw all of those motherfuckers out of Congress and the representatives. These guys sit there and write laws to hurt minorities because they racist as fuck. Mitch O'Connell, all of them, Lindsey Graham, they all old Southern hate racist. How can we have the United States of America when we got one part of America so goddamn racist? For what? For what? They can't even answer their own questions. So they send Nikki Haley out there to say, America is not a racist country. Wow. Some crazy shit. Well, I just wanted to let you guys listen to the rest of this podcast and um, try to keep my head on my straight this time. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the next 70-some days. But I know one thing. If we don't get out and vote and get this poison out of our government and save our country, next spring, it won't be a country. You've been listening to the Cold Comedy Show. You guys stay safe, okay? And um, thanks for listening to the Cold Show. Um, I'm not going to offend anyone. I don't want to offend anyone. Put it like that, but the truth is the truth. And for those who get offended from listening to my podcast, fuck you. All right, good night. You know, the message I'm getting in this news cycle. Stop the, you know, stop the protesting, stop the burning. But they're not explaining who's doing the burning, you know what I'm saying? They, um, oh, you know, they get Jacob's mother out and she's grieving. But they want her in front of the camera to say, don't loot, don't burn up property. Mostly owned by wealthy white men, but property. You know. Um, I don't think black lives doing the burning reason I said that, why should black folks do the burning, okay? You think a black man gonna burn a whole car lot full of new cars? Hmm? The reason I say he ain't gonna do that, because shit, you know, gas is what, $2.15 a gallon, or, you know, depends on what you get. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna waste your gas, put it in plastic bottles with rags to light. Black folks ain't gonna do that shit. Man, we're going to get us some gas. We're going to put that shit in our car so we can ride. Not to throw it away. Light this shit and burn some shit up. Nah. There's some white boys doing that shit. Those ones that come in, act like they care about Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Like those boogaloo boys and other fucking white supremacy. That little 17-year-old boy went over there and shot them people. Uh, because he claimed he was protecting property. Meanwhile, last night at the White House, we had a pageantry of bullshit. You know, the mask is off. We see the ugliness that was hidden for generations in America. 
Al Sharpton. You know, they, they knew he was a protester, but yet at the same time, they gave him a good job over at MSNBC, made him a millionaire, and he, sh- he shut the fuck up, basically. He have his comment, but Al shut the fuck up. He ain't street no more. Um, you know, then MSNBC runs out and grabs um, every right winger who discussed it with the Republican Party right now and put him on TV to draw what conservatives over. This is white America we're talking to. And I, I, I mean, sometimes I wonder, um, millions of years ago, here on this planet, there must have been some aliens came in and took over the Anglo-Saxon race because ain't nobody could be that cruel and hateful and unsensitive as someone who had to be foreign, don't care about the natives. All they want is the resources and the power. I mean, I'm not knocking people, but I'm just saying. That sounds like a motherfucking sci-fi movie to me. You know, you come in, you brutalize communities and don't give a fuck about the citizens who live in those communities, and you hate them because they don't look like you, or rumors and brainwash you to believe that they're savages. Meanwhile, economic destruction is the one that's the problem that you create and you own. You write laws and take laws away and create laws and you created ghettos. When you keep your foot on someone's neck and they can't fucking get up, it's not their fault, it's your fault. So that young boy felt proud enough and American enough to go out and kill people who doesn't look like him because he supposed to be protecting American people's property. Took him 30 minutes to get there to kill some protesters. I knew something was wrong when the media hits the notes. There was two shootings, violence, a lot of looting, and let's talk about a hurricane. Oh, by the way, Melania Trump did a beautiful speech. But you really listen to the shit, it was garbage. This is this is our country. This is how but see, we have the internet and they say, Oh, misinformation. No. They want to control the message. Don't let them. Hey, the rabbit is out of the fucking bag. How you say it? You're in an open Pandora's box and all the fucking sins are out. Your sins are exposed for the world to see. So MSNBC, CNN, corporate management, the head editors, whatever, producers, you have bias. You have a bias. And so when Trump yelled fake news, he know you guys. We know Fox News is full of shit, but the slap in the face of American people is supposed to be the liberal news networks. It's just as corrupt. It's sneaky. You push Joe Biden out there because he's a moderate and he can save America. America already fucked. And you can only, only way you can repair it, either tear down the system or build a new one. Systemic racism is in all of you. You have your biases. Blow out that candle. I'll be right back. <laughs>